The following message by Apostle Dr. Dana Carson is made possible by DCKM Partners, assisting people to know God, making Him known to others, and spreading the kingdom message around the world. Check out our website, drdanacarson.org, where you can hear much more from the Kingdom Voice. In this gospel of the kingdom shall be spread Welcome to the Kingdom Voice broadcast with Dr. Dana Carson. Today's message is coming from the powerful series, Kingdom Power. In today's message, Dr. Carson talks about the making of a kingdom nation, part two, coming from Matthew chapter six, verses nine through 13. We've been talking about God is king in in time and history, which means God became king among fallen humanity because when Adam fell God was no longer his king Satan at that point had dominion over him and so then Satan was his king so the question is is who is your king who is your king now if you're really interested in following this out man I have a great catalog that talks about the previous teachings that I talked about on time and history because today I want to advance it some more but uh, when we talk about God becoming king in time and history after Adam fell and he was expelled out of the garden of Eden he was then put into another reality called this age the Bible calls it this age the age of fallen humanity where everyone that was born was born in sin shaped in iniquity and so there was no subject that was qualified now to be a subject of God's kingdom and so God visited mankind and he created a kingdom citizen out of Abram so he became the God of Abraham then Isaac and then Jacob, and then Israel. He went from patriarchs to corporate. And so we talk about then Israel, in order to understand the role of the church, in order to understand the kingdom in time and history, you have to understand how God made a kingdom nation. God made a nation out of Israel. And so he made a nation out of Israel And he called them his special treasure, his sigala, his personal property, sigala, his his personal property that he possesses, a people made for possession. This is what it means in Hebrew. He says, I'm making a people who's made for possession. Some of us don't understand why we don't really care about kingdom teaching. Because kingdom teaching is the teaching that teaches you how to really have a relationship with God. Church, church teaches you how to teach, treat church like a haven or oasis. You come in you, from all the pressures of life. 
And then you hear something that uplifts you. That's what I need, church. So church is an inoculation. It's a shot. It's, a sh- it's, it's just a form of dope in the form of hope. Now, but when we look at the kingdom, God made of Israel a people to possess. So if you are saved, God looked at you as saying, David, I want to possess you. And you'll be like, man, that's a little bit much. Well, Satan, he's saying then, by default, I want to possess you, which means then I want to depossess you first because you already possess, but you possess by the wrong master. So God says, I want to be your good master because right now you have a bad master. And after that master gets finished with you, you'll be no good. But after I finish with you, you'll come out like pure gold. So, he says to Israel, I want you to be my treasured possession. Then he says, I want you to be my mamlaka. Mamlaka, which means kingdom of Kohanim, priest. I want you to be a kingdom of priests, which means you only can be defined by the community. You cannot be defined by the individual. In my kingdom, there is no I. There's only us. There's only we. You cannot act independent. That Listen, no one man was Israel. Israel was only Israel as a community, as a people. And so you couldn't define, like one man says, well, I'm not following Yahweh. And you say, there go Israel. You couldn't say that. Because that man doesn't represent Israel. Israel is a covenant people. And only when he's in covenant with others is he Israel. Now, this is important. So God says, I want to make you a kingdom of mediators. He says, your whole purpose for being is to reflect my kingdom on the earth. God says, I want people to look at you and see me. Now, in other words, no one can come to me unless they first see you, Israel. You are my representatives. Then he says, you then are going to be a holy nation, a kadosh goy. You're going to be a sacred nation. Now, which means he says you're going to be above all people. There will be no other people on the earth that represent me but you. Outside of Israel, doesn't matter how many millions of people on the earth, there was only one group of people that could get you to God, to the true, the one true and living God, and it was Israel. Without Israel, you could not get to God. Now, here's just a a quickie here. The church now possesses the role of Israel, which means then people cannot get to God without the church. So you'll understand it when you look at Israel. They can't get to God without Israel. They can't get to God without the church. But now... that's where the theology from below comes. You don't need the church. That's not true. That's just totally not true biblically. 
well, I don't go to church, but, I, you know, me and God, that's impossible. Well, it is possible because I do it. Well, you might do it in reality, but you're not the church, nor part of it. Stay tuned for more from The Kingdom Voice. We'll be right back after this. The Kingdom Theological Seminary offers a quality yet affordable theological education for those seeking to increase their kingdom biblical knowledge. A recent survey revealed a widespread confusion about the Bible's teachings and a drift away from biblical truths. In America's secular culture, studying the truth of God is no longer relevant and some believe it should be relegated to the educational systems. In order for people to become eternally significant, one must know, learn, and understand the Bible and how it relates to them in a 21st century culture. The Kingdom Theological Seminary is designed with this in mind. At KTS, kingdom-minded leaders and laymen will become a part of a kingdom movement that is training and equipping people through the Word of God void of the Romanization, Europeanization, colonization, westernization, and Americanization of the gospel. KTS is a hybrid learning experience with online classes with a focus on kingdom and Pentecostal studies, as well as special weekend activities and classes to meet the needs of busy students from around the world. The master and doctoral programs at the Kingdom Theological Seminary are unique and diverse programs designed to prepare and equip you for various aspects of 21st century kingdom ministry. The hybrid approach to seminary gives us the opportunity to have various professors from around the world, such as Dr. Trevor Grizzle, Dr. Brad Young, Dr. Joseph Walker, and more teaching and equipping you with a top shelf understanding of scripture. The Kingdom Theological Seminary is the seminary of the future and is preparing kingdom leaders for 21st century ministry. Find out more at ktseminary.com and prepare to expand your biblical understanding. Visit ktseminary.com. Now, back to this life-changing message from the Kingdom Voice. So, after the death to the self, God gives them a new. Let everybody say new. And everybody say death to the self. So, if you don't die to yourself, God cannot use you. Now, I want you to get this now. If you don't die to yourself, God cannot use you. If you live for your own self-affections, passions, and things, then God cannot use you. And in fact, either if you once died and then went back to yourself, you've backslidden. And if you never ever prioritize God, you've never been saved. So, Jesus says this. If any man would come after me, let him what? First deny himself. So it doesn't matter what you want. What matters is what God wants. The Greek term, aponeomai. Turn away from self-centeredness. It's an aris imperative, which means once and for all. And it's a middle voice, which means doing it for your own good. And so he says, unless you deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me, then you cannot have a relationship with me. So Israel has to die to herself. She has to step. She has to stop being simply a Semitic people. And she has to become the people of God. 
Listen, I want you to hear me. You cannot just be an African-American or European or the, you got to die to the self. Now, that doesn't mean you denounce your ethnicity, but it does mean that it no longer holds priority. I am a citizen of God first. Y'all don't like me now. Now, so what does God do after the death of the self? One, he gives you a new identity. Sogala, which means you became his right to possess, a value property. And so what does he do? He says, I value you more than any people on the earth. So he gives you a new reality. He gives you a new identity. So who am I in God? Then I am a chosen generation. I am a royal priesthood. I am God's holy nation. I'm God's own special people, which means my identity is hid in him. The Bible says that my life is hid in Christ Jesus. When he appears, then shall I appear. Therefore, then, my identity is in who Christ is. Now, here is a problem. And this is the problem of racism. Racism, people that have benefited out of being, off of being Europeans, European in a racist society, they, they will not give up, up the perception and the lie of being superior to other people. So they put that in front of the kingdom. They put that in front of church. But when you really have a relationship with Christ, all men must die at the foot of the cross. At the cross, everybody dies. And nobody is resurrected with a greater natural identity or greater ethnic identity. The cross is, a, is the great neutralizer. It is where we all die to ourselves. So... What Christ did for Israel is he redeemed them from, he redeemed them through the Passover, put the blood, he redeemed them from the crossover, from the Red Sea, and then he redeemed them with a makeover. He made them new. Passover, the blood, judgment. Crossover, leaving old life behind, going to a new life. Makeover, re- giving you a re-identity. Who are you in God? We know who you are in the world, but who are you in Christ? You can't go to heaven talking about, this is Rupert Smith. Who is Rupert Smith? You know my granddaddy, he used to have a farm on. Listen. This is about your kingdom lineage. This is not about who you are in the natural. So here's the second thing. The second thing God gives them in the making of this nation new is he gives them a new ideology. He gives them 
the Ten Commandments. And the Ten Commandments set for them the parameters of their walk. You cannot walk with God subjectively. God gives ten. Ten in biblical numerology is the number of redemption. God gives ten commandments. Four of those commandments are vertical, which speaks of the sanctity and the reverence of God. Six of those commandments deal with man and his neighbor. It talks about human relationships, how you are to relate with one another. You cannot be in the kingdom making up your own rules. Now, I'm going to say it again. You cannot be in the kingdom making up your own rules for living. Now, it doesn't matter how old you are. You don't get... Now, I'm talking... I'm not talking... I'm not talking about little kids, but I'm talking about youth. It doesn't, you don't get a pass because you're 14 or you're 13. Well, I don't have to listen. That's for grown people. Do you know how many 13-year-olds don't get to see 15-year-olds? 15? And God holds you accountable. So, God gives us parameters. You cannot have a relationship and a walk with God by situ- through situational ethics. God tells you exactly what I want, what he wants. And when it comes to the relationship horizontally, it starts off with the parental relationship. Honoring your mother and your father that your days on the earth shall be long. Doesn't necessarily mean God's going to kill you because you didn't listen to your, your dad and your mom. What it means is, is because you forwent the wisdom that they tried to give you, the wisdom would have prolonged your life, but because you ignored it, it shortened your life because you didn't choose to listen and then the foolishness of your decisions caused you to have a shorter life. Now, if you take that in the spirit realm, then that speaks even of your spiritual father and mother. And if you don't listen, then your days will be short on the earth. Now, in the kingdom then, God gives you a new ideology. You cannot think like the world. You cannot think like everybody else. So y'all don't like me this morning. You cannot be like everybody and then get what's uh, set aside for the elite. The elect. Now, so there's the third thing God gives. So he gives them new identity, new ideology, and then he gives them new instructions. He gives them new instructions. See, The Ten Commandments was a philosophical, theological, ideological way of thinking. But now God also gives them some concrete instructions. Kingdom people, you don't just get to do what you want to do and pray and ask God to be with you. You don't get to live like that. You don't get to go through your life 
and then stuff you really want and it's hard for you. And then there's your God sitting right there like his name is Lurch, the bellhop. And he's waiting for you to call on him to, 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 to serve you like he's a genie. God's not a genie, he's God. You don't get to make a wish. Now, he gives, you, gives Israel instruction. So now, they get a new identity, they get new ideology, and they get new instructions. Well, what are these instructions? Well, these instructions, the very first of these instructions is follow apostolic leadership. This is the first. This is the first instruction in Exodus 18 and 25. Exodus 19, 9 and 24. God speaks to Moses after he tells them that I'm going to make of you a kingdom of priests. He says, now, I want you to come to the mountain. I'm going to speak to you. He says, I don't want the people coming on this mountain. He said, I do not want them to even touch the base of this mountain. He said, if someone touches the base of this mount, uh, mountain and they're touching someone else, both them and everybody they touch, I will kill. This is what the word say. Read it for yourself. He says, listen, Moses gets so frightened about the language. Then God says to him, go get the priest and bring them up on the mountain with you. Moses said, but you said, don't nobody come on the mountain but me. And God, it's an exclamation point. God said, get down there and bring Aaron with you. Moses was so afraid, he didn't want to bring Aaron with him. But God says, only you and Aaron can see me. And then he says, and tell the people, don't try to force their way past the block or I will break out against them. He says, tell them, don't try to see me for themselves. Tell them, don't try to hear me for themselves. Tell them, I'm talking to you, and you're going to talk to them on my behalf. <clears throat> now, so he gives them new instructions. Call, follow the leader. Bible says God says I'm going to talk to you in the thick and he says and the people going to know I talk to you and Moses they're going to believe you forever because they know I talk to you then he said in the instructions I want an ironic priesthood he says I'm going to choose who's going to be the high priest. And it's going to be whichever branch buds. And Aaron's rod budded. Therefore, they broke it off from the tree where it could not, it was totally impossible for it to bud, get green greenery coming out of it because it wasn't connected to the root of a tree. And God made Aaron's rod bud while being broken from the tree, which means God says, I want you to follow chosen leadership. Now, it's interesting. Everybody thinks they can be a leader. I can't tell you how many people 
feel like they could be a pastor because they say, I can get up and talk like him. This is the easy stuff. Now, let me, let me restate that. This is the easy stuff when you prepare. But now, if you haven't prepared, this ain't, ain't nothing easy about this. So, the hard stuff is the leader being called to lead to what they even perceive to be difficult. But if God tells you, you do it. So, <clears throat> so they're called to new instructions. Then number four, they're called to new intimacy. God says, I want to be in- intimate with you. So what is God saying? Deuteronomy 16 and 16, he says, all your males shall appear before the Lord three times a year. And they shall appear and they shall not be empty handed. Which means he says, I want men to learn to give. Now, God says three times a year in the feast of Passover, the feast of weeks, and the feast of tabernacles. God says there has to be a time where you cut off from everything that's secular and come to me. And then he gives them the law of the Sabbath. So he instructs them that the Sabbath is a time to reflect on me. Every day is a work day for us now. Nobody has time for God. And if you tell people, well, I'm going to work, and people even have options and still choose Sunday. I can get overtime, time and a half on Sunday. What about church? Oh, I'll stream it while I, while I work. After a while, after all, you ain't got to be that attentive anyway. Nobody going to do all that stuff. Intimacy. So he gives them new intimacy. No one else could break away with God. <clears throat> this is a privilege to come together as a people and hear the preach word, to praise God in corporate praise. This is a privilege, not a bondage. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Teaching of Dr. Dana Carson. If you would like to hear this message in its entirety, visit drdanacarson.org slash TV. For more Kingdom Teachings and transformational messages, subscribe to our YouTube page at Dr. Dana Carson. Some people believe that physical gathering is optional based on the reality that the church was forced to provide online-only services due to the mandatory physical restrictions of the late COVID-19 pandemic. But what does God say? Dr. Dana Carson, the 21st Century Kingdom Voice, has come to the rescue once again. In his new book, Why We Gather, Is Physical Gathering an Option? He has thoroughly searched the scriptures and brought to light God's expectation for the church from the Older Testament to the Newer Testament to our contemporary church context. Discover what the Bible teaches about physical church gathering and how it applies to your life. Order your copy of this dynamic book today at drdanacarson.org. That's drdanacarson.org. Experience. Grow. Connect. Connect to vision. Connect to family and friends. 
connect in worship, but most importantly, connect to God. This summer at The Rock, we want to help you move forward. Here's your chance to experience and connect to God in every area of your life. Come grow with us at The Rock, not just another church, but a kingdom experience. Thank you for watching The Kingdom Voice. We thank you for investing your time and attention into the kingdom teaching of Dr. Dana Carson. For more information about the kingdom voice and additional kingdom resources from Dr. Carson, visit our website at drdanacarson.org.